0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: All right, gobble, gobble, gobble. Get the corn ready for Paul. It's a Thanksgiving week. Preview here on one giant step this week is all convoluted. I'm seeing Paul too close together. Now. Is it Thursday? Is it Friday? No, it's Tuesday night by the time we're recording this ahead of the Giants, much anticipated trip to Dallas to take on the Cowboys on Thanksgiving in a game like, let's face it. I don't want to sound defeated. None of us do because we want to find some avenues of positivity, but a game that unfortunately has lost its luster uh, after the injuries that have hit the giants a little bit. And it feels like the giants, the last thing they needed was three days off between a game and to calm things down. And maybe this is a situation where you just try to gather yourself and know that the season's not over no matter what happens on Thursday. But, Paul, how are you here on One Giant Step? Uh, Doing very
2: well, Sean. Good to talk to you again, again so soon, obviously, since our last show. But I want to make something very clear, and I get it. Thursday, Thanksgiving, Dallas, Arch Rival, National Television, it's a game that in some ways a lot of people are giving it playoff kind of hype. And I understand that because the Giants and the Cowboys are tied in the standings. But you know what? If you look at this realistically, and you have to, the Giants really have three more important games to come after this game. It's what they do against Washington, Philadelphia, and Washington in the ensuing weeks that is so much more critical than what they do against the Cowboys on Thursday. I just want to make that clear yeah. from the get-go.
1: So I'm with you. And um, before we actually, you know, break down what we can look ahead to and some of the injury news we got to, it's it's both a gift and a curse, right? How many years in a row have we sat here talking about the Giants, not us together uh, in general, but, you know, just Giant fans, Giant media, anybody who watches the games talking. And Thanksgiving week, I mean, let's face it. You're at the dinner table watching the Cowboys room against them. And we're thinking about draft position and everything else. So the idea that the Giants not only are playing on Thanksgiving, but playing in a game that people want to over, you know, amp up as a big game is cool in many ways. It is like, that's a positive way to look at. That is what the Giants have done this year is make a game that let's face it. When the schedule came out, we thought, okay, at best that looks like our Super Bowl doesn't really matter. And now it matters. However, to that point, Paul, under the circumstances, the Giants are seven and three. Okay. Uh, anybody want to take a remembrance on what their record was when Jim Fossil had the old chips to the center of the table uh comment? Uh that was seven and four, okay. And that team ended up winning twelve games and they went to a Super Bowl. So yes, sir. You know, how, how we could go from two years ago going, geez, if this team won seven games to a playoffs to freaking out that they've already won seven games and it's not enough and Thanksgiving's a must-win versus Dallas is neither here nor there. Uh, the Washington Commanders and the Dallas Cowboys are both the flavor of the last two weeks, or at least the flavor of the week. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. The Cowboys lost to the to the Green Bay Packers two weeks ago. Now they killed the Vikings, so everybody is on them, uh, you know, high and mighty. And this may be a really bad matchup for the Giants, and we'll definitively find that out on Thursday. As far as the commanders goes, that's the other reason everybody's freaking out about the Giants needing to win this game. You know, yeah, they've played well lately. They're getting Chase Young back. Just to let everybody know when you're looking at the Giants schedule going, oh my goodness, how are the Giants going to do this? Uh, the commanders play the Falcons, not completely easy. The Giants twice in a row. The 49ers, the Browns, who will have Deshaun Watson by then, and the Dallas Cowboys to close the year. So let's not act like all of a sudden Washington now is about to hit their healthy part of the schedule and stop everybody out. So just things to keep in mind when counting out the Giants right now and acting like it's utter misery if they lose two in a row here. That being said, Paul, you know, when I look ahead here and I see people on Twitter and maybe some writers saying – boy, all these injuries, this is a game the Giants really have to have and unfortunately won't have it. This is not a have-to-have. Have. that That's the summation I'm going to say here. It'd be a really nice to have. Uh, I would dare say it might even be a playoff clinching type of win, essentially, if they were to somehow pull this off. But this is most assuredly not a have-to-have have game, especially if they're not going to win the division. Who cares if they finish above or
2: behind Dallas? Correct, and that's the whole point. The idea uh, after a 7-2 and two start, is that you get into the postseason, you know, and I think all of us do believe that that Philly obviously has the inside track to win the division, so what you want to do is make sure you're one of those three card teams, if you still even want to consider the playoff conversation. Now, of course, Brian Dayball and his team, they're taking everything one game at a time, they're not even talking about the P word, and that's fine. But if fans want to talk about the P word, right now, it looks like in the NFC, there will be eight teams competing for seven spots. Right now, that eighth team is the Washington Commanders, and they are two games outside of the bubble, which basically means if you're the Giants, if you split two games with Washington, Washington will have to gain at least two games on you in the other games that they play in order just to draw even and force some type of tiebreaker for what probably would then be the third wild card. You understand? Yeah. So that's why, yes, it would be great to win this game, but if your primary objective is the playoffs, this game, whatever happens, is especially if it's on the losing side, will not, and I repeat, will not give you two flat Tires on the road to the playoffs.
1: I agree. I completely agree, and I think that that's interesting when considering how the Giants are playing. Some of these injuries and what we've seen now, they haven't really practiced. It's been a lot of, you know, projections and walkthroughs and everything, but the injury reports we have. Okay. First of all, we got confirmation since our last, you know, Sunday night podcast, Wanda Robinson was unfortunately lost for the year. Uh, and when you tear an ACL this late is unfortunately an injury that you're probably going to look towards the beginning of next year as well. That really sucks. And and something we had talked about in the podcast, as far as like, we haven't even seen the full, you know, toy box of what they could do with Wandell Robinson. We were finally starting to see it, ironically, on Sunday and to lose him. My, I'm gonna try to be positive as best I can with some of the injury news the Giants have. Okay, my positive spin on the Wandel Robinson is this: we only finally just saw him get to 100 yards, so somehow, some way, the Giants had navigated themselves to seven wins with this bad receiving core we were talking about. And oh, by the way, Wandel Robinson missed a lot of those games. And say what you want to say, and I know we don't trust them returning punts. Richie James was a fine slot receiver for the Giants, right? I mean, he caught passes; he was reliable on third downs earlier in the year. So. I really hate that they don't have Wandell Robinson, but I don't actually view that injury as some kind of playoff death blow to the Giants based on, well,
2: they won a lot of games without him already. Well, the problem is Richie James now has a banged up knee, right? And so we don't know exactly how bad that is. He's going to be a game time decision. So I would love to just tip my cap and say, I agree with you a thousand percent, but on the basis now that he is nicked up, That's a little bit more of a problem than you might hope. All right, well, Paul, I guess maybe I should
1: couch that by saying I don't necessarily mean just this week versus Dallas. I mean the long-haul stretch of these games okay. versus Washington, Philly, and such, in, in that, again, we've seen them win games, and Richie James has been a solid shape. It's not ideal. Yes, and It's not a, It's not good. You wanted to see them get better, not stay the same by having Wondell out there. But I, my point is, again, it's not like he's been the guy who's lit the world on fire for this team. It was just we were hoping to see more, and we finally were seeing more.
2: And by uh, the way, the, just to make you feel better about Wondell Robinson— my understanding is he's going to be six to eight months. So you will have him for opening day next year. Okay. All right. So if all goes well,
1: that that's what it looks like, which would be great. Um, the other part is I'm not so sure you see him on Thursday. They said game time decision, but a guy like Evan Neal is, is, definitely on the track to come back i I think at best i mean at worst we're going to see him next week versus washington which would be nice to get him finally back i know tyree phillips is banged up so the offensive line is going to get healthier and i know feliciano game time decision well guess what on tape i went back and looked at myself too at the old 22 paul nick gates held up really well in pass pro so i'm not sure i view feliciano as the biggest disaster if he can't go on sunday either i think we're all kind of excited and chomping a bit to see more nick gates
2: yeah, I think I told you during our last program, I thought Nick Gage played extremely well in his 25 snaps in the second half last week. Right. The key with him, and I just talked to him actually this morning, is conditioning. Uh, I right. said, Are you prepared to give them 65 to 70 snaps? He said, You know, after that 11 play drive we had the other day, I got over to the bench and I said, Wow, I can't remember what that felt like. He was a bit winded. So don't okay. get me wrong, he's a gamer, he's a pit bull. He's not gonna beg out of a game. He'll give you everything he's got for every moment that he's on the field. He's very grateful to be out there. But I'm gonna be frank with you, to expect him to play at his optimum level for 65 to 70 snaps for four full quarters on Thursday, may be asking a little bit much.